it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Benz Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long truths. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. A few Twitter moments. <sighs> Is all that we've shared. Cause you've got your followers and you think I care. But tonight is the night that I'll curse you so right. I will drag your clod the whole night through. Cause I'm saving all my straws for you. No other woman is gonna cuss you more Cause tonight is the night you felt tasty and bright I will drag your clot the whole night through Cause I'm saving all my straws Yes! Saving all my straws, woo! Saving all my straws for you, for you. Big up yourself, Whitney. Big up yourself, Whitney Houston. Big up yourself in it. I hope you're not rolling in your grave with what I just did there. I really tried. I really tried my hardest, used my upper register and then man, but... uh, R.I.P. Whitney Houston, the greatest to ever ask Clark do it. You don't know. And that's Saving All My Love For You. That is, to me, an eternal side chick song. Saving All My Love For You. Um, that's what it is. A few stolen moments is all that we share. But you've got your family and they need you there. Very August Alcina energy. But, um, you know, whatever. Who is this? Who is this? Who is she? Who is she? Where did you find her? If you don't know that reference, get to know. Uh, it is I, Colette Chai. That's not my name. Don't fucking call me that. It's me, Kalechi, in the place to be that was the note that was the note fuck that was the note <laughs> anyway wagwan brethrens um welcome to another episode of sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum I I keep telling you, I don't know where I get this energy from. I actually didn't want to record this week, but then I realized I'm obliged, I'm obligated to, because I've got some adverts to, well, I've got an advert to get done. Um, Not that I don't care about you, man, but I would really like to rest. And I really hate how everyone was on Kid Fury and Crystal's case for taking two weeks out or however long they decide to take out. Like, fam, let people rest. Like, these men have been giving you, what, almost 
seven years of episodes and suddenly you're not getting episodes you're talking about oh well you know I was surviving listening to you guys that's what helps me get through the week while I understand that and I definitely empathize with what you're going through they also have their own lives like a lot of people don't understand this when you're badgering um podcasters for like why isn't there an episode this week or why is it so short they've got entire lives out of what you're listening to you know and you know things need to be done and rest needs to be had so especially when they've talked about like their um you know their experiences of mental health and things like that you'd think that as people who love them and appreciate what they do you'd be like you know what they need to rest so leave kid fury and crystal alone to rest when they come back is when they come back and you man are gonna have to fucking deal with it so i don't know for now i don't feel like i'll be making an episode next week just giving you that heads up but who knows i might do i might just do but um I've also got another podcast episode, um, like another podcast idea in my mind. So you'll know about that when it materializes. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I just need to rest. I'd like to have like a Sunday to just like a full Sunday to chill with the family because Sunday, you know, I'll go for a run, usually my longer runs. So that happens. And then um, then I've got to record this week, which can take up to like, what, sometimes two hours or whatever, then send it off and get, you know, so much happens that like I lose a large chunk of the day. Um, so, yeah, I just sometimes just want to chill, man. Um, so, you're, yeah, that just thought I'd say that. But uh, apart from that, I'm good. I mean, I went for a massage um, with Pendulum uh, uh, Pauline Blackwood. Pauline Blackwood, take, write the name down. Pauline Blackwood is an absolute don. Uh, pendulum massage. It's only her, so don't like berate her for not having like lots and lots and lots of appointments available for you. I would say she's my share your magnificence, but I think I've given her share your magnificence before. No reason why I can't give it to her a second time. But honestly, she's Pauline is incredible. She's so incredible, and I booked a session with her um last week to have an abdominal massage and um a sports massage as well to just because I've been running so much and I want to make sure that I'm working on hip opening exercises and things like that because I especially feel like my hips are a bit tight after childbirth just because I think it's psychosomatic as well I don't know I, I there's there's an aspect of it where it's just like oh there's so much that happened in that area lock it down shut it down shut it down Trevor shut it down I don't know what that accent that was but yeah you just want to kind of shut it down and um, let it reload flip it and reverse it and them things there but um yeah, it was great to have um, this session with her. I felt so rejuvenated afterwards. And the focus that Pauline gave to like my um, abdominal area with the massage, it, it's really, really helpful, especially just what it does in terms of um, digestion. I mean, it doesn't do loads for me in terms of digestion because I don't eat mad and I don't have generally like mad habits when it comes to food. But um it, I felt like even in terms of like my uterus and things like that, it just, it just really, I really enjoy it. And it's nice to have somebody like touch you, especially like a black woman, just, you know, just like give you that healing energy. I really enjoyed it. And it's well worth the money um, to see her. So I know black pound day has passed, but that is my person that I would recommend Pauline Blackwood pendulum massage. I'll put her link if I remember, but um 
Love you, Paulie. Just amazing work, amazing work. Really, really attentive, really beautiful, really healing. And I had that and I guess it just, it rejuvenated me, but at the same time, it let me know where I'm like still tired and stuff. And Pauline told me about my hips because she tried to do one um, rotation with my legs to um, help my hip uh, at one point. And it was, oh, I felt that. And usually my leg will just move in that position. So I'm going to work on doing more like pigeon pose or half pigeon and things like that to really open up the area. That might mean no fun it might mean no fun to you to you people who are listening but to me it means so much anyway 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 let's get into the tarot for this week so i'm glad that you love the crystals last week i'm gonna do crystals again this week um and then who knows what i'll do the next time i do tarot uh big up my patrons i've got to say that big up my patrons i don't want to forget that uh, you lot are just amazing. Uh, patrons who are on the Supremes tier, remember to send me your uh, tarot one-to-one question so I can send you your personal reading. Send me your question. Remember to, you can email it to me at sym at kelechiokafor.com or you can just message me on Patreon if you're um, in the Supremes tier and uh, you get one reading per, you know, per patron a month. Um, so send me your question and I'll get that over to you in mp3 form ASAP um so yeah so there's that and uh, I think there was something else but yeah and um ExpressVPN yeah sponsors of this episode big up yourself boop, 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 boop. anyway moving on so this week you have a choice of three crystals as per you've got selenite then you've got the bloodstone and then you've got jade selenite bloodstone or jade those are the crystals that you have i've got so many crystals i love them all um so selenite bloodstone or jade choose one okay for those who chose selenite um you're throwing a strop understandably you're throwing a strop something's happened um you're just basically failing to see the good in the world around you currently or seeing the opportunities that are available to you currently because another opportunity probably didn't go the way that you want it feels like a relationship but it could just be work orientated it's just more about something that you thought was going to be fulfilling um you it didn't go yeah it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to and so now you're just like well I'm not looking at any other opportunities that are coming my way I don't want to see them and the thing is there are quite a few opportunities like um in I'm using the Lisa style modern witch tarot deck and you've got three cups in front of you you've got a black girl with braids her arms crossed and she's got a sweatshirt on that says over it and she's got her phone on the side and then there's a cloud and another black hand so like heaven is giving her another uh cup and she, there's the yellow brick wall behind her. But I always read that as yet follow the yellow brick road. So you're just you're turned away from your hopes and aspirations. Follow the yellow brick road. Like, yeah, you're turned away from your hopes and aspirations because you're just like, well, it wasn't going the way that I wanted. And the thing that I thought I would get out of it, I'm not getting. But just remember, just like the yellow brick road, when they got to the wizard, the wizard couldn't give them anything that they didn't already have with with them in their backpack as it were like I said in my TEDx talk 
you're not there's nothing that external circumstances are going to give you that you don't already have within yourself so if you're pinning your hope um and your sense of worth and your um ideas of how you are uh, worthy of love and affection and all of them things on what the kind of job that you land or the kind of friends that you manage to get or even the amount of likes that you get on social media because you put her phone down um and all of those things it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your time because everything you want and desire and you deserve, it's already within you. Yes, obviously we want other people to add to that. But if your sole way of getting this feeling is through other people, that is futile. Of course, you can have people add to it, compliment it, but that shouldn't be the sole uh, um, source of where you're, where, you know, of how you care for yourself. So, yeah, it's like you've got to come out of that funk. You've got to come out of that funk and see what is available to you because the next card is the Page of Pentacles. That, yes, it might not be, it might not look, and this is why it feels a bit career orientated as well. So, the opportunities that are available might not look the way that you imagine them. Like, people, you know, there's that uh, saying that goes around, like, oh, people miss out on a blessing because it's not, they miss out on gifts from God because it's not wrapped the way that they expected. And this is one of them situations like there are opportunities around you that, yeah, they don't look the way that you would like them to, but they, if you use them well, they'll take you to where you want to go. But it's about seeing the opportunities in places that you wouldn't have looked otherwise. And every rejection is a redirection back to self. Yeah. So every rejection, you it's not about going and beating yourself up over it. Like the amount of times I've been rejected, Lord God, Lord God. And if I took all of them personally, I mean, I do take some of them personally, NGL, not going to lie, not going to lie. But, um, Honestly, if you took all of them personally, where would you go in life? And thank God for the things that I didn't get. Honestly, thank God for the things that I didn't get because I wouldn't be where I am now having these experiences that to me are amazing. One could argue, yeah, but you don't know what experiences those could have led to. I don't know. Exactly. That's the point. I don't know. But this is the one that I do know. And I'm and I'm and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. No, but honestly, I am. So take you know, take that time to look around you and see what is available to you. And I like that it's a black girl, um, with arms crossed and a four of cups. And then the page of pentacles is a black girl again, almost as if she's, she's gotten up from sitting down. So this one, she's sitting down, legs crossed, arms crossed, just like mm -mm, looking down, not feeling any of it over it done. But then the page of pentacles, she's standing up, she's got a backpack on and she's got one coin in her hand and she's looking further afield, like she's looking across the river at like a city landscape. So you're ready to move again, ready to put yourself out there again. And you should go with it, you know, go with it. Explore the opportunities available. If one door closes or one door, one door appears to be closed to you, Fam, the window's open. That's not me advising burglars, by the way. Burglars don't listen to this podcast. It's not for you. Um, but yeah, like explore different um, opportunities. That's what I'm saying. So I'll move on then to the bloodstone. I really like the bloodstone. Bloodstone is great for protecting you against deception as well. Because bear rats are about bear rats. No, honestly, um, it's, it's great. Bloodstone is great and it's... um. It helps to um, cultivate energies of um, success, fame, fame. I want to live forever. Woo! I want to learn how to fly 
Hi. Whew. Sorry. Anyway, Bloodstone's amazing for that. Um, Bloodstone. Two of Wands. I love this card. I just love the black girl with her high batty in her high waisted trousers. With her two wands just looking across the sea. It looks like she's somewhere sunny and nice. Maybe Santorini. Um, I've got a phone in her hand and she's just looking. She's just unbothered. She's just looking cute. Maybe she's in, yeah, she's somewhere in Greece, I feel like. But I don't know. But she's just looking across the waters and considering what is next for her and what is available to her. But she's ready to go and she's got her two wands in her hand. And whenever I see one one, she's at the beginning of a journey. So she's at, at the beginning of a journey, but she's, ready to explore she's ready to explore maybe after a period of um stagnation uh it feels relationship uh orientated like this person was kind of like in a relationship with somebody and it just didn't go the way that they'd hoped but now that they're back up on their feet um, they realize the kind of people that aren't serving them because the reason I say that is because the king of cups in reverse comes out. So say no to fuck boys. Just say no to fuck people, basically. And this is the energy that comes through from this card. Like, um, if at first you don't succeed, ooh, dust yourself off and try again. Ooh, da-da, dust it off and try again, try again. Yeah, anyway. Um, that's what it feels like. Like you've dusted yourself off from the fuckery and you're ready to explore again. So phone in the hand, ready to explore, whether it's relationships, whether it's just newer horizons, but this feels strongly like there's a kind of like a male presence. Um, but yeah, you're just, you're just, you're just done with it because the King of Cups came out in reverse. And it, when you look at it on the when I'm looking at it now, her back, the woman and the two of wands, her back is turned to the king of wands, uh, the king of cups in reverse. Because usually the king of cups, they know what they want. They're very emotionally stable and they can give love consistently and almost quietly. You could just, they're dependable and they're, they're, um, their emotions run deep. When it's in reverse, I just think that this is someone that's all over the place or very um, emotionally manipulative. Like, you know, like you can meet some of those guys who are like, oh, I do spoken word. I do spoken word, man. And I just or like, you know, they seem on the surface to be like what you'd want in, in a guy, like ticking all the boxes or whatever. And then upon closer inspection, you can see that a lot of it is just performance. It's just, it's just for show. And it, this gives me that kind of energy. Like this is the kind of person that presents themselves to the world. Like they're about it. Like they, they, they have shit on lock. Like they know what, um, to how to treat people in relationships and all of that. And they don't, and that's not to vilify them. That's not to say like they're the worst person in the world, but they're just presenting themselves in, it's false advertising. It's false advertising. That's what it is. It's not mere puff. It's, um, it's, it's false advertising. Um, so yeah, you've realized that it's false advertising and it hurt because you thought that this was the one and they're not. Uh, but you've learned that lesson now and they might still want you, which is another thing to kind of bear in mind. Like these people might still want to come back in your life and all of that. But 
we should be tired of people using us as kind of like the conduit to their their growth oh like i've realized like i I behave so shittily towards you like i've grown i've learned so many lessons from how i treated you well wonderful for you in it fucking wonderful for you so yeah this is one of them ones where it's just like you're 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 actually done with it but you have to stay done with it no matter what they say you have to just stay done with the bullshit uh, basically I keep seeing this dolphin and looking at this dolphin, very pretty dolphin in the background, but yeah, you just have to, you have to stay done with it and keep moving because they, it's not the one it's well, not right now. They've still got a lot of growing to do and you're just getting better at discerning who is worthy of your time and who isn't, you know, who, who isn't, who isn't worthy of your, like your, your heart space and your energy and your love. So that's the bloodstone. Um, moving on to Jade, the Jade card. Eight of Cups is the card that comes out and you're setting off. It looks like, I'll say even early morning or late at night, but it feels like early morning. You're setting off very, very early morning, heading off somewhere new and lots of water around. But Eight of Cups, it's that energy of like, you've 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 done all you can in a situation you've done all that you could in a particular situation whether it's work related or just you know life generally or relationship wise you've done all you could and it's solid and it's sturdy like whatever it is like you've put a lot of effort into building this thing and then you're off to go and explore more that's not to say that um you won't come back to this thing. This is what's given you the basis to be able to go on and do other things. So I don't know if it, if it's relationship wise, it might be one of them situations where your relationship is at the point now where you trust each other enough for you to be like, you know what, I want to try this thing or, you know, I want to travel for a bit and you, you're not worried that, you know, what that means for the relationship because you, you know that you, you're, you're set good. But you just you want to go and explore if it's a career thing, like you've done as much as you could in a particular field. And now you're looking at expanding and and, or exploring other other avenues and seeing how you can grow there. And this is a this is something that you are called to do, like because the card that comes up, the only major arcana in this reading this week, you've got the magician and the magician is like my favorite card. I've got I always say that I've got this particular drawing um, at my altar Um. And I love it so much as it is above. So it is below. So this, what you're feeling taking place now, this urge, this calling that you're feeling to try something else to, to expand your horizons isn't, um, something that's, you know, a whim, you know, it's, it's, it's part of your journey of what you're called to do in this lifetime. So it might not be the thing, but it's leading you to the thing. So it's about listening to yourself and trusting your intuition with that and going forward with it. Like you're at the beginning of a whole new stage in your life. It's almost like an initiation into a new stage and you have all the tools with you to make, you know, to make something great of it. Same as you've done with all the other things that you've done before, you've got the ability to make this one a great thing too. And it might mean that you break away from a group because if you are part of a group and what you've built with the group is, has been doing really, really well, 
sometimes people are scared to then go and do their own thing because it's just like oh well you know what does that mean what kind of message will that send to people fuck what people think about the what message it will send this is what you're being called to do this is about you carving out your individual identity in this whole you know in this whole life and industry as it were but you've got all the tools that you need to make it happen and it will be successful but you've got to trust yourself like you are the magician you are the one that can you know utilize all of the experience uh, that you've had and put it into something fresh and and trust yourself you have the power to make it something great so that's the general tarot readings i had a letter come through and they asked a question within the letter as well I won't read the whole letter because the letter covers um share your magnificence it also covers um straw of the week there's there's a lot going on there but I think that the bit that I'll focus on is just the tarot uh, question that they asked at the very end but they start off with hi Kalechi omg I've been trying to write you an email for over a month now the actual email is sitting here on my laptop in draft form staring at me as I write this new email let me introduce myself my name is uh Kanatania um oh so look at my life Kanatania got it got it Kanatania um but everyone calls me K for short because no one takes time to truly try to say my name correctly. See, I flopped on the first try. I am, however, in a space where I force people to put some speck on my name when they try to pronounce it. Well, we're trying. We're trying. And I and I hope I did well the second time. In any case, I was first introduced to your magnificence when I was watching um, a For Harriet ep- a video you were shining on. I immediately found your podcast and binged every episode in backwards order, sprinkling in the current episodes when they dropped for a good month um, all day while at work. I listened to you so much, I'd picked up some of your insults in my daily vernacular, LOL. (laughs) Ha ha! Since finding you, I have found out that I'm actually uh, 60-something percent Nigerian. Bop, bop! So bop, bop to that. Uh Aha, you said it. Now I have a whole new part of myself I didn't know existed and need to learn about. I also found out that I have a shit ton of brothers and sisters I didn't know existed and a father I didn't know was my father. But that's a story for another day and is not why I stopped um, what I was doing to bang on, um, bang out this email. Uh, I'm listening to SYM July 26, 2020 episode and the spirits have chosen to drag me for filth during the rose quartz reading they have dragged me all the way under the house into a dark corner so i could think about my behavior haha <laughs> they're telling me to go sit down somewhere because i've been doing way too much i'm exhausted and i'm killing myself physically and emotionally because i won't stop to rest i was actually planning to take the day off today but my plans change and i'm now sitting outside of work wishing i was at home in bed Then you started to rant and rave about black women being constantly pressed into the position of having to clean up everyone else's mess. Lord Jesus, I hear the angels and ancestors screaming loudly in my head through the words of Kalechi. I swear to you, I just had this conversation with my black male friend last week who, of course, didn't quite get it. What is... What is it with black men overlooking the plight of black women? I'm so very tired of always being expected to clean up everyone's mess. Why can't people just be responsible for themselves? Why can't people police themselves? We all know the difference between right and wrong, but we black women are expected to teach and hold everyone accountable for their bad behavior while taking the beatings we get for doing so. Enough is enough. Black men need to step up and check themselves. 
Yes, black women are strong and can take care of themselves just fine. Newsflash, we don't have a choice. We live in an environment that smacks of the message of you are not important, your feelings are non-existent and you can handle it. Right in our faces daily. We are not hard and strong because we want to be. We are that way because we have to be. No one, and I mean no one, insert whatever song uh, pops into your head here. No one, no one uh, uh, can get in the way of black women. I just, <laughs> I can't believe you asked me to do that. And I automatically did it like, oh, it came to me. Anyway, back to the letter. Um, steps up to no one and I mean no one steps up to stand by us and speak up for us we stand alone and suck up our pain while we are being called mad angry bitches every time we politely speak up for ourselves I'm not trying to save anyone else but my damn self you are on your own when I originally started writing to you, I was writing about how proud I was for having the guts to pull myself out of a group of men who I worked with who didn't have the balls to stand up to one of our young crew members who loved to be a racist, misogynist, insulting, disrespectful prick towards all of us. I was the only woman in this crew of five men. It was a mixed bag of two Latinos, two white men, one black guy and me. I was the only one ever to speak to this young ass. He was the youngest in the group and Latino, by the way, 28 living at home with his mum, sister and grandma, while the rest of us are in our 30s, 40s and one guy's even in his 60s, whom all married and single have their own homes and are living the lives of true adults, not the life of children pretending to be adults, drag. He um, would speak to us like we were all idiots and needed him and his young superior wisdom to breathe and survive life. I got tired of him and I let him have it hard and cut myself out of the group. I feel better for it. Big up to me for having bigger balls than the men I work with with that being said the black guy in the group whom I am close to and still hang and work with to this day took the position of you defend yourself just fine you had it I'm not going to defend someone who can clearly defend themselves he just couldn't grasp how that one would make me feel how that one would make me feel and two how that just perpetuates the narrative that black women don't need to be defended because we are so strong not to mention the idea that not shutting this dude up just enables him to continue to misbehave that's why racism still exists hashtag if i hadn't already handled this situation about a month ago that amethyst reading would have been dragging would have been the dragging of my lifetime the spirits would have been dragging me by the hair underneath the cemetery uh, and leaving me there to rot <laughs> thank god i bossed up and uh, when i did i don't think i could have survived the extreme drag from the spirits if it was both readings i'm sorry if i'm just prattling on about nothing at all i just want i was so compelled to write to you because the spirits the ancestors god the all holy was screaming at me this morning through the podcast if i were to make this letter more show worthy i would nominate myself for share your magnificence because cutting myself out of that group could have caused me to lose money and walked away like a boss without a care in the world by the way i'm making more money now and i'm calmer than i've ever been at work in years now that i found uh, that i've left those fools behind I stood up to my friend and though we don't agree on the specifics we came to an understanding of what is expected of each other in our friendship and have mended our fence I would also nominate you my Nigerian twin I swear you say things sometimes I've heard myself say except not in a British Nigerian accent our personalities are so much alike in so many ways you have unknowingly explained why I um why I have always felt like no one cared about how I feel, always made me feel unimportant and non-existent and expected so much from me, but never validated or encouraged me. You made me realise I'm not crazy for, um, nor am I, um, nor am I allowed. Um, uh, 
this is what I mean uh, to be a, this is what it means when to be a black woman. And though I don't like it, I'm liberated by knowing that, um, it isn't, Oh, nor am I alone. I'm not crazy, nor am I alone. That's what it should have said. This is what it means to be a black woman. And though I don't like it, I'm liberated by knowing that it wasn't something I did, but simply because of who I am. Everyone who ever made me feel that way and attempt to make me feel that way in the future can say it with me. Everybody suck their mom. Exactly. Um, okay. And then there's the suck your mom bit. So I will just jump to the bit that I was going to read, which says, speaking of love, should you have the time? I'm trying to decide, should I be trying to find a loving partner in my life after years of having no one because I've been raising my daughter and trying to survive out here since my father died? If you are so moved, please ask the spirits their opinion. I can read the cards a little bit, but I'm not very good at it. Thank you and love to you and that amazing little family you have out there. Love your secret Nigerian twin in America. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So I pulled some cards about that. Um, should you be trying to decide, should, um, should you be trying to find a loving partner in your life after years of having no one? Because um, you've been raising your daughter and trying to survive out here since, um, her father died, since her father died. Um, okay. I'm sorry to hear of, um, his passing. So I pull some cards for you and I pray for protection over you and your daughter. You got six of cups, you got 10 of swords, and then you've got the strength card. The six of cups is like the current situation where, it's um it's beautiful six of cups is a woman and she's handing a cup to a little boy so it kind of it's nostalgic and it speaks of like childhood and memories but I think more immediately for you it's speaking about the current dynamic that you have with your child like that is your focus your daughter is your focus right now and it's it's great you know the home the the home like the home life that you set up for each other it's beautiful and it's what gives you your foundation. That's what gives you at the moment this sense of worth and 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 purpose because you're like, I'm somebody's mother. I've got to keep going. But at the same time, you're exhausted. And it's interesting that you said that at the beginning of the letter because I didn't catch that bit because I was only going to re- uh, read out the bottom. Then I ended up re- reading out like freaking three quarters of the letter. But um, you mentioned being tired and the card that came out for you is the Ten of Swords so you've got this figure lying down um and they've got all the swords in them the sky is black with like pink streaks and they've got their phone in their hand so I wonder and I don't know if this is the case but I wonder if you've joined some dating apps because if you've joined some dating dating apps and you're working from there from a place of exhaustion it's you're not really going to find much there like you're tired so it's it's likely that when you're that tired you're going to miss out on some red flags as well for those people who aren't just they're not the one you know so before I guess I guess the message is before going into dating properly or you know giving yourself into you know into like dating dating it's probably best to consider giving to yourself first and and if there is some time that you can have um where someone's looking after your daughter or something in between that and work maybe take time to take yourself to a spa 
or because you know you said you're earning a bit more now maybe take your treat yourself to something that doesn't involve anybody else or giving of yourself to anybody else because I feel like even in dating there's this energy that you exert as well like to get ready to try to fucking mind read did they like me will they call again what's happening what does what what are we all of this stuff like there's so much happening there that it can just be so so draining and you're already tired so and and then you're doing xena the warrior princess at work to deal with all of this fuckery because other people are happy to stand by and say fuck all so there's a lot of energy that you're expending in lots of different spaces and if you're going to go into dating and you want to go into it from a strong position it's about rest first and foremost. It's about get collecting yourself back to yourself. Um, and the reason that dating app came to me is because obviously this uh, figure in the Ten of Swords, they've got their phone in their hand. And while usually sometimes I interpret that, interpret that as social media, whatever, what I'm getting is that this is more about dating apps or you're using, if you are using just social media, you're using it kind of looking at what's available or maybe there's someone that you guys have been DMing and things like that. But it's just making choices that serve you best. The card that came out with that, Major Arcana, is the Strength card. It's the Strength card. So the Strength card is one of the most beautiful cards and always makes me think of my little baby boy, Lev, because there's a lion there and there's a black woman with her hand on the lion and then there's the Eternity sign above her head. That's in the Lisa Stone Modern Witch Tarot deck. But in the traditional tarot deck, we see a figure, a woman opening the mouth of the lion, and she's doing it. There's no force. There's no, there's no forcing it. It's because she has an understanding with the lion and that happens. So I feel like the message that that comes through for me is that it's about not forcing it. It's about not forcing it and trying to, you know, make a, a dating life happen. I feel like when you're, when you've given to yourself enough, when you're feeling robust and you're feeling um, energized again, and you're feeling full of love like you have to fill yourself up so much that it's from the overflow that you're then able to engage with other people not when your cup is barely full and then you're trying to engage some of these um men who are or who haven't really been taught how to be emotionally available you're gonna you're gonna spill over a lot of your energy into them trying to fill them up and you haven't even really filled yourself up so it's yeah it's just about considering that as well and when you do rest you'll have the strength to kind of carry on because a lot of this sounds tiring. I just, for you, I I get the sense, I feel the energy of just being so tired and some days just thinking like, rah, this is mad. This is, how does someone keep up and juggle all of this? And, you know, I mentioned earlier about the your child being the kind of purpose for you, like giving you the strength to go on because sometimes all the fuckery is just like, why am I even continuing with a lot of this stuff? I should just like, just go and do something else and just stay in bed and just not bother with all of this. But what you're being shown is that if you rest and if you give onto yourself and you love on yourself and you um, also nurture your inner child as well, if, if you had to grow up like super fast, nurture your inner child as well. So it gives you um, a place of emotional and spiritual abundance to to work from. And then you have the strength to do all of the things that you want to do, you know, dating, raising, you know, parenting a child, working and thriving. Like you, you have all of the energy to do all of those things. But right now, that shouldn't really be your focus when you haven't finished giving to yourself. The bottom of the deck, 
um, is the three of swords in reverse. So you're considering, you know, dating now because you're, I think you're actually healing. You're finally healing from the heartbreak and everything, the, the grief of everything that's happened before. I don't know whether it's with your daughter's dad uh, but you're finally healing from that or you're healing from other relationships. Maybe that's, a, um, you know, that's not even it. Maybe you're just generally healing from other relationships and you're ready to put yourself out there again. Um, and yeah, you know, so that aspect is cool. It's not like you've got any hangups. It's not like you're working from a place of having emotionally emotional hangups about those aspects, but it's about making sure that you are rested enough and you are um, mentally Re, like charged up enough to be able to um make discerning decisions yeah that's it so i hope that that resonates with you and it's all love baby my niger well i'm the nigerian one so my american twin big up yourself big up yourself for that i haven't actually done that before um answered a tarot question on the show but i like it i like it a lot so that's an, that's an, that's something that's something that you can do and obviously i can keep your um details anonymous and yeah so yeah that's anyway that's it that's it for the tarot let's move to share your magnificence so for share your magnificence i've got uh, some letters this week um and I've got my show your magnificence, but I'll do the letters first. So I've got this letter come through. It says, hi, Kalechi. I hope you and yours are keeping well. I will try and keep this short. I would like to nominate you. Yes, you for show your magnificence. Thank you. Uh, so if you remember the last time I wrote in, I was cussing out my drama school. Luckily enough, things have changed and they are cutting down on the amount of racist madness they're committing. Since you shared the letter, I began to think. I'm always very vocal about things that matter and how I feel. I'm very much a chatterbox. One thing I'm known for for how else can I express myself so I decided to start my own podcast Eek! I'm nominating you because without SYM in particular I don't think I would have even I would even feel comfortable sharing my views on things as black women especially growing up in a Nigerian household I've always been expected to know my place and to only talk when spoken to etc the voices of black women are con constantly ignored and or belittled in society and every week I tune into S SYM and I feel like I'm heard I feel like I can say whatever I want to say how I want to say it and when I want to there are other podcasts that I listen to as well but SYM has boosted my confidence and made me realize how special my uniqueness is I'd like to thank you for being so unapologetic you are such an inspiration to many for a while I thought I should focus all my energy on acting and theatre and not have any other ventures but you are a perfect example of being not just a jack but a master of many trades bop thank you you are a blessing to humanity thank you you teach us guide us and encourage us you are the OG baby girl oh I feel special the podcast is going to be released next week by God's grace. It's called Loud and Proud. I will be talking about anything and everything that comes to mind, current events, social media, pop culture, even hygiene, because I know some people forget to brush their tongues. <laughs> but anyways, if you are interested in listening, I'll be more than happy to inform you when it's out. Again, thank you so much. Not one, not two, but thousand slaps on your chest bashment horns Do -do -do -do. take care hannah oh many many slaps on your chest hannah come true come true yes 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 loud n proud 
that's another podcast for you lot. Yeah. From a pod, someone who listens to the podcast is starting their own podcast. And this is what we love to fucking see. This is what we'd love to see. There is enough space for us all come through. I need all of the podcasts, all of the podcasts. That's what we need to be doing, especially as black women loud it the fuck up. Let us all be out here because blackness, black womanhood is definitely not monolithic. Like there, there, there's just an array of things to be discussed and an array of perspectives to discuss it from. So Hannah, this is amazing. Congratulations. And I can't wait to listen. So definitely let me know when it's out so I can repost it. And if it's out by the time that this comes out, holler at me either way so I can I can tweet about it but that's just wonderful I love that I love that very very much and thank you for the lovely things that you said next letter says here hello hello hope all is well with you and yours I wanted to recommend Simba and Sloan for this week's share your magnificence Simba and Sloan is an online store which aims to showcase and amplify underrepresented um, underrepresented underrepresented individuals including authors and creatives here is that fucking um ice cream van um they stock amazing kids books both written by black and brown authors and underrepresented creatives and featuring central black and brown protagonists um, some of our listeners, um, some of your listeners may recognize the following titles. Refugee Boy by Benjamin Zephaniah, Hair Love by Matthew Cherry and Young, Gifted and Black by Jameer Wilson, which is already sold out. The store also stocks books for adults um, as well as art pieces created by black and brown and underrepresented creatives about um, underrepresented groups of people. It's such a cool concept. Ricardo Eversley, who's um, who um, has brought us a story store which is really focused on community engagement and is committed to growing both impact and influence through engagement the strong design focus connects to his work as an educator within visual communication on the launch of black british business day first of august they are offering 10 percent off hope you and your and the listener fam will visit simba and sloan that's simba and sloan.com and discover some amazing books and art which is centered in our communities much love Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Simba and Sloan. I've got to check that out. It sounds lovely. And that's what we need. Just more of that. More businesses. Black Pound Day, month, year, forevermore. Like just more of these things. Let's let's have it. Let's be having it. I'm all in support of that. So two slaps on your chest. Simba and Sloan for creating spaces that communities can thrive. So my show your magnificence is... Um, Buju Banton, would you believe it? I chose Buju Banton because people like to talk about um, people changing and things like that and not really thinking about the implications of these things. And I think that if you're going to change, you have to change all of the way in the in respect to the fact that you can't continue to profit off the off your ignorance, your past ignorance, if that makes sense. So I'll tell you why I say that because Buju Banton um, has removed um, one of his songs, one of his most controversial songs, Boom Boom Bye Bye from his catalogue. And he's asked um, most streaming sites to just stop playing it. Now, one would go, well, I already made the song, so why can't it just, you know, stay out there? Look at um, R. Smelly, all of the rape adjacent songs that he's got out here. Uh, and he's just he's just kept them up because obviously he's not remorseful for anything that he's done. In fact, he didn't he denies that anything 
that he's done anything wrong, but he continues to profit. And a lot of people keep profiting from uh, their rapey lyrics and things like that. Um, and in terms of in Buju Banton's case, their homophobic lyrics, you know, in this song, boom, boom, bye, bye, uh, boom, bye, bye, sorry. And he said like, nah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't want it to, I don't want it to stay up. So it says here, Reggae icon Buju Banton is urging fans to lead with love by permanently banning the breakout hit Boom Bye Bye from his cat- from his catalogue. News of the move uh, recirculated after his long walk to freedom comeback concert earlier this month when fans noticed the artist didn't perform his 1992 classic. Banton was released from prison earlier this year after serving a seven-year sentence related to drugs charges. The song, which includes a sample of Cobra's Flex, includes anti-gay lyrics like Boom Bye Bye and a Batty Boy Head, Rude Boy Now Promote No Nasty Man, Dem Happy Dead, which, well, we already know what it means in Patois, but they go on to explain it. And... Banton has pointed out that he was 15 years old when he wrote the song, which was originally about a paedophile who was caught molesting young boys in Banton's neighborhood in Jamaica. Um, And he said here, in recent days, there's been a great deal of press coverage about the song Boom Bye Bye from my past, which I long ago stopped performing and removed from any platform that I control or have influence over. Um, Banton hasn't performed the song since 2007, but decided to speak out once again about the track. I recognise that the song has caused much pain to listeners as well as to my fans, my family and myself. After all the adversity we've been through, I'm determined to put this song in the past and continue moving forward as an artist and as a man. I affirm once and for all that everyone has the right to live as they choose. In the words of the great Dennis Brown, love and hate can never be friends. I welcome everyone to show um, to my shows in spirit of peace and love. Please come join me in that same spirit. Um, in the past week, the song has been removed from streaming services like Spotify, Tidal and Apple Music. The video, which reached 30 million views on YouTube, has also re- been removed from his account. Um, Banton's move to mute the song in 2007 was in sol- solidarity with the Reggae Compassionate Act under the Stop Murder Music campaign. The legislation introduced by the Black Gay Men's Advisory Group was also supported by other reggae icons like Beanie Man, Bounty Killer and Capleton in, eff- in an effort to uh, bring an end to homophobic lyrics and attacks against the LGBTQ community in the Caribbean islands. At the time, artists faced backlash for not performing the song since other tracks like Boom Bye Bye became crossover hits. Um, yeah and I just think that it's great because he's also got other songs that um, I think are great anyway so he doesn't even need um, that one to really be um, out there but he has to he's had to bring up again like my guy hasn't performed the song since 2007 but you know the way that everything works like you're gonna have to come back again and let people know like oh I'm gonna repeat it again because you guys didn't hear, hear me the first time I actually I'm not performing those songs but obviously with the way that the internet moves and it's cyclical it means that sometimes some people don't get the message the first time round, and you're having to apologize again and again and the thing is um this fucking ice cream van we have to just be last week we didn't have it i made a whole episode and we didn't have this fucking ice cream van um 
But you know, there are some people who are like, well, I already apologize for this. I don't see why I have to say it again. I've already said it. I don't want it. He understands the implications of having a song like that. And people, again, will talk about, oh, but it was the culture. It was the time. And again, he's like, I don't want to be part of that culture and time. I want to I want to move forward. I don't want this, you know, to be around me. And I, I just I just really respect it. I just really rate it. And I I'm glad that like, it's been taken off um, various platforms. I can't speak for um, the entire LGBTQ plus uh, community, but yeah, it is very uncomfortable sometimes listening to those songs and feeling like, mm. although I do know that some of my friends are just like, fam, I still brock out same way. I don't care what he's saying to me or saying about me or the, what they're saying about me. I'm still brocking out. And, you know, that's their prerogative. But as for me, I just can't be like playing it and playing it in classes and, you know, all of them things. I, I just try to avoid it generally. But big up yourself, Budgie Banton, and all of the artists who are looking at the ways that they have been complicit in homophobia and things like that and moving different and moving in a way of true love and and true community. I like it. Anyway, let me now... Um, you know, basically pay for this episode. Let me big up ExpressVPN. Be right back. Like I said, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Big up ExpressVPN for sponsoring this week's episode. And I feel like you're all realizing, because I keep saying it, ExpressVPN is the way to go simply because, yeah, some of you are realizing that the Netflix that we have is not the Netflix that the the other girls have across the pond. So I saw on Twitter when everyone was shouting up and down that, oh my God, Netflix in America is going to have all of these shows that's not coming to UK Netflix. Like all of these black shows like Moesha, Rare, Rare, Rare. I think it was the Parkers was on there, but just bare shows that they're not, they're talking about, oh, well, we haven't made any plans to release them in the UK on the UK Netflix. It's just going to be in the US Netflix. Why are you shouting up and down with them when you can just get ExpressVPN? Download the app on your phone. Use my link thing. And you you can watch the same shows, fam. You can, you can watch the Netflix shows in America as well. And you can watch all of them when they load it up. All of these great classic um, black shows, you can be watching them too. That's why I wasn't retweeting and shouting with you lot. Cause I was like, I'm not personally pressed because I can still watch the shows. Last week, was it last week that Portia was talking about being able to use BBC iPlayer because of ExpressVPN and she's actually able to watch um, um, I May Destroy You at the same um pace that we're watching it over here because HBO is only releasing one episode a week um in America she's now been able to just like watch the entire thing so don't be what I don't know why you insist on taking last when you don't really need to you can be watching all of these shows if you just get this express VPN app so um you can access the internet as normal do what you're doing you just turn it on on um through the app download the app turn it on and select which country that you um want to you know like pretend like you're from and you can access all of the things that are available in that country so it says here there are hundreds of vpns out there but express vpn is ridiculously fast you can stream everything in hd quality with zero buffering express vpn is available on every device phones laptops tablets even your tv so um ExpressVPN works with many streaming services, Netflix, Amazon, Prime, BBC iPlayer, like Portia told us last week, YouTube, and many more. You can choose from almost 100, 100 different 
countries. That's two Virgils, different countries. It's so simple to use. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location, hit connect, and then refresh the page and the show or movie you want to watch will magically appear. So I've been using it. I'm not going to be suffering like you lot. You don't have to suffer. I've told you already. If you use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash straws, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash straws, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws. Go and get your motherfucking life, okay? Thanks. Back to So You Mad. So first thing on So You Mad this week is that it's just a bit mad. Um, (laughs) uh, I saw that there's the biography coming out about Meghan and Harry. Biographies, I think, are so cheeky because it's not an autobiography where I've written it about myself, about my own life. You are writing about my life for me. And I just don't know how accurate the thing is. Rarely is it super accurate. You just want to spill tea that nobody asked you to be doing. But anyway, it says here that the Duke of Cambridge, that's William, yeah, with his wandering Willie. William of the wandering Willie uh, was cautious of his brother, that's Harry, conscious, uh, cautious of his brother's relationship with Meghan Markle at the start, a new excerpt from the upcoming biography of the Duke and Duchess of Sus- uh, Sussex reveals. In an extract of Finding Freedom printed um, wherever it was printed. A source close to Prince William said he was keen to make sure that Meghan had the right intentions with Prince Harry. A source close to, I never noticed that's just bullshit or whether it's the, the person themselves because that's a very close source if it's the person basically saying it themselves. Anyway, it says, after all, um, these two brothers that have spent their whole lives with people trying to take advantage of them, the source says, they've both developed a radar to detect the type of person, but as William didn't know a whole lot about Meghan, he wanted to make sure Harry wasn't blindsided by lust. And I'm so disappointed that Princess Diana has a son that is such a fucking prick like i don't even know like first of all we don't know if he like 100 said this but i don't know in it but for a biography to come out about it i'm i hope that they would have checked with legal teams and whatever the hell else but that lost line is so loaded it's so loaded because here comes the black jezebel here comes this black woman to come and lure and seduce um harry as if harry doesn't have sense like harry was in the presence of rihanna He was in the presence of Rihanna. I don't see, like, if anyone was going to be blinded by lust, I feel like it would have happened then. But who am I? He was in the presence of Lupita Nyong'o, I'm sure, also. Yeah, he's been around the most beautiful of the beautiful. Um, He wasn't blinded by lust. But it's the idea that black women are these sexual objects that all they can provide is lust, like being blinded by lust because it's only ever sexual urges because that's how they're seen, which tells me a lot of what I need to know, I guess, about William and what kind of categories he watches on Pornhub. Um... But yeah, he went on to say, William also said is, was also said to have sat Harry down and urged him to take things slowly with Meghan at the start of their relationship. What, should he have taken it as slowly as you took it with Kate? A whole eight fucking years, you, you were going up and down, up and down. And even now, from what we're seeing in the US papers, what have you been up to, Willie? Wandering Willie, what have you been up to? So even however long you now made her wait, that is the audacious nature of what's going on here. You are the one that has been accused of cheating on your wife. You are the one that's been accused of that, right? But you have the temerity, the gall to turn to your brother and say, oh no, you know, you want to be careful that this is the right type of woman. Were you careful? Were you careful? 
doesn't seem like it. it oh. It's just the very racialized way that um, they in, they choose to speak about Megan. These times she's lighter than anything. You know, she's lighter than light. But still, just knowing that her mother is black, you, it gets all of them so vexed. And, and that is the narrative that they're playing through her black mother. And I still maintain that if Megan's mother was white, yes, she would still face fuckery, but it would not be in this way. It's because her mum is black, 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 black. That's really doing them. Black with a fucking nose ring and beautiful locks. Yeah? It's sending them. It's sending them. She's not even giving them um, suburban, um, you know, respectability politics overdose black woman where she will have them very straight bob wigs and a pearl necklace and, and doing all of that, doing all up doing up all of that she's just giving them her blackety black self and they're not with it they they can't they can't take it um he said to um harry don't feel you need to rush this um take as much time as you need to need to get to know this girl this the words this girl are said to have irritated harry leading him to describe his brother as a snob no harry your brother is racist this girl boy the infantilization of black people is what we saw played out during slavery come here boy where are you going boy girl that that that's 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 it that's it right there boy and girl because we can never be adults. Even the infantilization of the continent of Africa and those who um, who are, you know, the people that live there, that's part of it. Oh, these savages, we have to go and civilize them. We must go and help them. Oh, they're so savage. We must go and help them. They're just like our children. And that's actually how they used to refer to the, all the countries that were colonized. Like, oh, our children, the motherland, the mother the mother country, um, Britain, oh, we, oh, terribly, terribly, terribly. Meanwhile, you can't brush your teeth. Move, man, can't wash your legs, pricks. Anyway, um, it says here, Harry could see through William's words. He was being a snob, a source close to Harry is quoted as saying in the book. The book also details how several members of the royal family did not trust Meghan or have faith in their relationship. At least two other family members also voiced concerns to each other over the pace at which Harry's relationship had moved. Um, uh, it's it's just it's just really really funny to me. They go on to say another is, um, family member is reported to have told an aide she comes with a lot of baggage. Um, and then someone else said, uh, there's just something about her that I don't trust. She comes with a lot of baggage. Yeah, Prince Charles married his mistress. Hmm. Prince Charles married his mistress. Camilla Parker, blow my back out. He married his mistress, but it's it's this one. It's it's Megan, the hill that you want to die on. What kind of baggage? At least Megan had divorced her husband before she moved into a new relationship. Can we say that of Camilla? Hmm? Can we? Can we? You guys were driving Diana up and down the wall, up and down the wall. Yeah, up and down the wall. And then I've not even going to finish the end of that sentence. But you lot did all the things, yeah? And have the cheek to talk about Megan coming with baggage. You are the you are the kings and queens of baggage. That's what you do. You First of all, you steal other people's uh, baggage. You steal other people's belongings and put it in your baggage and take it back to your country. Or you just stay in their countries and say that you're helping them to look after them and to raise them because they're little savage country people. Um, so it's just very, very 
very very weird to me to hear all of these things and just how far removed you must be from reality to think that you are in any position to be judging Megan I have no personal feeling towards her either way I don't know her I don't know any of these people I'm just speculating from the outside and saying that a lot of these um uh, royals need to shut the fuck up where is this energy for prince andrew who was lobbying that they shouldn't um imprison epstein it was it into the 2000s when he first got um called out about his um um his pedophilic and, and his sex trafficking ways you're not focusing your energy on prince andrew you guys have got so much newspaper space to be talking about harry and megan use all of that newspaper space to talk about the guy that you need to be talking about andrew talk to, talk about him Talk about him. Like, William's got all of this concern. Fam, go and check your rascal uncle. Go and check your uncle. That's where, that's where the baggage is. Yeah? That's where the baggage is. And it's full of little children. Go and check that. Fucking madness. Fucking wild. Absolutely fucking wild. So, yeah, that was what I wanted to share about that, basically. I just thought it was really um, random. But um, my next So You Mad, the BBC... So we're seeing a lot of the resurgence of a lot of shows um, because of this time that we found ourselves in and people protesting um, injustice and things like that. We're seeing the resurgence of a lot of black shows and I'm glad, but I just have to ask myself, where were the shows before? So the BBC used to have a show called The Real McCoy. And I remember watching it when I was younger. I used to love watching The Real McCoy um and desmond's i used to love that show look at me like i just arrived when did i get here i got here in like 1992 is when i got to britain i think and you know i just came to peckham and and i just loved you know i just found these shows and i just loved them and they very much shaped my experiences of you know growing up in the uk seeing these black faces for however briefly i saw them and then the real McCoy just stopped. I swear it was the real McCoy. I'm still trying to watch through the episodes, but I swear it was one of the episodes that they were at a funeral or something. And the woman was singing, you make me feel, you make me feel like a natural woman. And I've never forgotten that. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, we've had some amazing shows in the UK by black people. So it, sometimes it hurts a little bit when we I see us kind of like screaming that where are, why don't we have access to these black American shows? When are they coming um, to the UK? And it's just like, yeah, but have you given this energy to getting our shows back on air that we had like, because them shows were sick and they were very, very relevant to our experiences over here in the way that some of these American shows could never be because they're talking about their experiences. Um, so it's just about putting some respect on our own names really. But anyway, so the real McCoy just stopped. And then the BBC said, it stopped 25 years ago. And the BBC said that they don't know, what happened to them like they said that all of the master tapes or whatever were lost and i just thought that that's really random because when it's time for you to find us footage of uh freaking elizabeth walking up and down um rwanda somewhere you can find that when it's time to find footage for the most random things like you have it but somehow you lost all of this footage i think they said something like it was lost in a fire or something you managed to lose all of the footage of this sketch show hmm okay how how but and to say that and then now 25 years later it's now resurfaced so someone made the right point of saying that how much 
um, residual kind of royalties or whatever that they have lost out on as the cast or and crew of that show because the BBC um, allegedly lost it. And there are so many ways that black people are disrespected in, in Britain, right? That that sometimes just goes over all of our heads, all of our heads, because how much can one person actually process? But when you see something like this, you can see that there's so many enemies of progress, literally every fucking where. And, you know, you work with these um, um, organizations and they'll be talking to you about, oh, we're diversity, diversity and inclusion. We're all about diversity and inclusion. And they haven't changed their ways. They're still as mad as they were in, the, in day one one they haven't changed they've just put more black faces a few black faces at the front so they can continue their madness in peace i hate it anyway it says here um um i'm just looking at some of the guys it says here it's been 25 years since the real mccoy was on our screens which given how many times dad's army has been broadcast in the interim is disappointing one of the show stars felix dexter once said that the bbc appeared to give no recognition that the show ever existed and i agree how sad that he died before the bbc decided to put all five series uh, up all five series on iPlayer from last week. It's been a long time coming, says his fellow star, Judith Jacob. I found, if I had a pound for every time I've been asked when it's coming back, I wouldn't be talking to you. They said they'd lost the tapes and then they turned up. Strange that. Jacob, who had already starred in Channel 4's black sitcom, No Problem, and as a health visitor, Carmel Roberts in EastEnders before being asked to appear in a show, recalls the real McCoy fondly. I just remember how we would perform a sketch, and if it made us laugh, it was in. If not, out. Simple economics. The show was performed before a live studio audience, and Jacob says the crowds laughed so much that often they would have to do as many as five takes. In one sketch, um, they just... Uh, go on to that i don't care about that um the revival of the real mccoy comes at a serendipitous moment black lives matter protests challenging white privilege and a lack of access to positions of power you can't be what you can't see um yolanda harrowell one of the one percent of black teachers who make it into um who make it into become head teachers told the bbc um that's that's really poor actually so they go on to say um all these other bits um but for me I, it's just weird. It's just, it's just weird how that, that went, goodness gracious me went, because that was a good show to me. Um, that disappeared. And it seems like when people became heads of the BBC, they just kind of went, mm, don't need all of this black shit. That can go, that can go. And I just think that that stinks a lot. The producer who got the charles hansen is the producer i think he also produced desmond's he did the real mccoy and he uh, and i think he yeah i think he did the real mccoy and he did, did desmond's um he said that it's funny how it all came about that one day in 1990 he charles hansen says he was summoned to meet the bbc's head of comedy and he realized um, who had realized that the BBC was not fulfilling its diversity remit and something had to be done. And Hanson had worked with the Black Theatre Cooperative and produced comedy gigs in South London, working with many of the comedy talents who would now appear on the show, including Curtis and Ishmael. 
Robbie G and Leo Chester, um, aka Leo Mohammed. So he was a good person to call in, but there was something wrong with this picture. A white executive was the commissioning was commissioning a white producer to remedy the problem of black underrepresentation, and that's really it. That's what gets me about it. Like people talk about oh diversity this and diversity that, but it still has to be a white person that brings you into the room. And isn't that isn't that wild? As great as this podcast is, I basically would need to wait for a white person to give it the okay for it to get mainstream acclaim, which I don't really, I don't want because I don't want people's wahala. Like I love all the followers and listeners that I have as I have them because to now be explaining things to people because the number of things I'm actually tagged in daily where people are like i'm a white person who listens to this show and it's so hard to listen to but i know it's necessary and i'm and i'm working through it and i was like that just sounds tough that sounds exhausting fucking hell but you know do what you have to do girl um and so imagine having more of that but having people who aren't even being honest with themselves and then they try and make it out like it's your problem that they're having a hard time listening to the show who has time? Not me. But I'm just for it. I'm just glad that the real McCoy is basically back. Is what I'm trying to say. But it's very, very disgusting that the BBC could have been careless enough to allegedly have lost the five seasons, and all of a sudden it's now being found. And that is what bad-mindedness and bad belay will do to somebody. Because now, because of the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter protests and everything else. Some of you lot are feeling mad guilty, mad guilty. And you don't want to get caught out. You don't want to be caught out doing fuckery. So before anyone can catch you in your fuckery, you've gone to go and go ahead of yourself and be like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, take it, take it. Here you, here you go. Something that nobody even asked you to do. You came to do it because you know, you know that if it's, if you are found to have been misbehaving, you won't be able to, you won't be able to live it down. So good. I'm glad that they found the real McCoy and anything else that's been fucking lost, you better go and find it better go and find it because like the um uh, the uh reporter said in that dad's army you play all the time with all of its problematic racist jokes you play that shit all the time but somehow and look how long ago dad's army was but and 40 towers all of them things you guys have the energy to find them but real mccoy that was in recent that was in the 90s you managed to lose it your head is not correct your head is not correct um then my next so you mad is uh, it's really worrying for me so there's the you know the, the booker prize uh long list was announced last week and one of the people who have been listed one of the authors Sitsi uh Dangarenga, um she has been arrested in Zimbabwe they've let her go and um, by the time of I'm recording this they've let her go um on bail for I think it was five thousand dollars or something um and also she had to give up her passport like they took her passport from her so she can't leave Zimbabwe but um yeah she um she's 61 and she was protesting uh, it was an anti-government protest in Zimbabwe and she, along with other people, were bundled into a police lorry um, with their pa- placards. And the government had warned that participation in um, the demonstration is regarded as insurrection. And I, I have to really deep that, like, there are places where protesting is, like, akin to treason and they will get you in any way well we're seeing it how it's playing out even in america and portland and all of the places that um and different places in the world where people are being mistreated for basically speaking out and saying that this is wrong something needs to be done but when it's time for people to go and protect statues of white supremacists like 
nothing happens there. They can be slapping you lot in the face. Nothing happens there. Like you let them stay. But people rightfully protesting to have better lives, you know, they get beaten up. You um, call in National Guard in, in terms of America, or in this case, you arrest them, like what's happened to Tsitsi in Zimbabwe. Um, yeah, it's 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 really, really scary. Um, it says that opposition parties and civil society organisations had called for protests against alleged government corruption and a deepening economic crisis with inflation running at more than 700%. But President Emerson um, Nangagwa was accused, um, has accused the opposition of exploiting the country's economic challenges to topple his government. But I mean, if you're dealing with a 700% economic um, inflation, you're toppling your own government. That's nobody toppling it for you. Um, but yeah, it goes on to say that, um, an opposition politician who was, who called for the demonstration is an in detention arrested last week and charged with inciting violence. He remains behind bars along with the prominent investigative journalist, um, Hopewell Chinono, who was detained at the same time. In June, Chinono had exposed an alleged multi-million dollar scandal involving coronavirus supplies, revelations which led to the sacking of the health minister. Um, it's it's really scary because it, they bundled um, Dangarengba um, into the van, right, the police van, and another protester, um, and they were holding AK-47s while, while they were, um, you know, taking everyone in, and they were wearing riot gear while they were taking all of these people. And um, uh, Dangarengba... Um, um, her uh, Danga Remga um, uh, was carrying placards calling for the reforms and for the release of Chinono, um, as well as the other people who had been protesting about the fuckery that the government was doing. But the, um, Titi later tweeted that um, they were being held at um, Borodale Police Station um, and they may not be able to tweet for a while. And that was scary, but they she's been released now. So all of this is in like, you know, I'm, it's after the fact, but it's just worried it's worrying for me because these protests are necessary like the government's taking a piss out of the citizens they're trying to call it out people with profiles like Sitsi and the work that she's been doing as an author she's trying to call out call out all of this shit and then they're basically being arrested the investigative journalist who saw that how they were milking this coronavirus situation and not actually helping the citizens also called that out and then they that they're still detained so there is a cost that that people pay for speaking out and speaking the truth and it's scary as fuck um and yeah i just i just pray for them you know i pray for you know for these people to be kept safe while they're you know speaking truth to power because it's actually scary right now and i haven't read her books but i will read her books to support her and i hope Titsi does win the booker prize and she doesn't have to share it with people but two black women winning two years in a row that 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 might just blow everyone's minds if she doesn't share have to share it with margaret atwood anyway 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 um on a lighter note but not so lighter note i saw ti's um uh, statement which is just it's wild you know it's just wild to me that they persist in this marriage of waywardness but who am i to to say anything like let them live their lives in it ti and tiny let them do what they're doing it's just it's just weird 
it's just weird is all I'd say. Like how someone stays with someone who's been so disrespectful for so many years is really wild to me. Um, T.I. basically said that he salutes his wife on their 10 year anniversary. Um, I'd rather struggle with you than shine effortlessly with anyone else. It sounds exhausting. Same thing I said about Will and Jada. This sounds fucking exhausting. Why would you rather struggle with someone than go and shine elsewhere? Why? Because the thing is, you're not struggling with her. She's struggling with you because you refuse to stop cheating. And you refuse to stop cheating. You spend, between the time that you spend with the dictionary and the thesaurus learning long words and flinging your dick about, what time do you actually have for Tiny? Not much. Not not much time at all. Yet she she stays with you. But the moment she even glimpsed, she even winked at Floyd Mayweather, you were there ready to fight, even though you would have probably gone knocked the fuck out. But you were very upset. You were very much in your feelings. So you can move mad, but Tiny cannot. 10 years with this useless guy. 10 years isn't even a long time. When people are like, oh, I've been with my partner for 50 years and, you know, there's been some infidelity here and there. I'm just like, mm, okay, well, that's for you. But, you know, 50 years, you're doing what you need to do. 10 years is all that you've done. 10 years. Wow. I mean, I know that they've probably been together longer, but it's just, you yuck. Um, it says here, Rapper T.I. is showing love to his wife, Tamika Tiny Harris, on their 10th wedding anniversary. Um, The couple got married July 30th, 2010 in Miami Beach, Florida, after dating for nine years. Okay, so they've been together for almost 20 years. They share three children, blah, blah, blah. Um, T.I. and Tiny briefly split in December 2016 when Tiny filed for a divorce because she was tired. She was on the right track. She was tired. And the couple began repairing their marriage in 2017 and Tiny announced that she called off the divorce after their ups and downs. T.I. took to his Instagram to write a lengthy message to his wife on their milestone anniversary. Happy 10th anniversary to my homie, lover, everything. I thought he was going to say homie, lover and friend. Um, We made a dime. Our journey has been an adventurous one and our way back and our way may not work for everybody, but fuck them because it works for us. Okay, you know what? Fine. We've seen so many couples that we both thought had such perfect exemplary relationships break up, fold and throw in the towel. Seeing them come, um, watch them fail, unfortunately, and learn that nobody has the blueprints to a perfect marriage, nor do they have the, a GPS to longevity. How to become a tenacious, how to become tenacious about making your husband slash wife happy without losing yourself how to support wait wait how to make your husband slash wife happy without losing yourself but when have you lost yourself because you've always put yourself first you tiny person you very small man you've always put yourself first it's funny she's the one called tiny because you well he's called titch as well isn't it i don't know um the answer um what you say how to support their dreams without killing your own what dreams of your own did you kill the answer for us for us at least is finding ways to make their happiness, your happiness. Okay, so you had threesomes, maybe foursomes, maybe just orgies. Find pleasure in pleasing each other so we seldom have to focus on pleasing ourselves. I know you've endured some circumstantial unpleasantries. That is a funny way to spell adultery. It's a funny way to articulate infidelity. I thought we had entanglement, but we've also got circumstantial unpleasantries. Ha! Huh. This is what happens when you let guys have access. When you let men have access to a thesaurus, this is what happens. Circumstantial unpleasantries. If I fall down right fucking now, what do you mean? What do you mean? You are cheating. And you're calling it circumstantial unpleasantries. Huh. Hey, what? 
I know you've endured some circumstantial unpleasantries on this ride and so have I, whatever. But struggles, flaws and all, I wouldn't trade our ride for the world. And he put question marks like he was still considering whether he would change it. Because um, it produced the pain that brought us understanding. I just think it produced pain, to be honest. And with no struggle, there's no progress. Well, that's not necessarily true. To be honest, I'd rather struggle with you than shine effortlessly with anyone else. I love you now even more than I did the day we say I do. Hmm, well, I, I can't say that that's not true. Um... And will continue to do so until my time is up, even after. Thank you for your patience and forgiveness. You know, I would throw up. I would throw the fuck up if the way that a guy was praising me was basically telling me, thank you for putting up with the way that I've disrespected you um, up and down for the past 10 years. Thank you for understanding and having patience as I've cheated on you and forgiven me every time. I would throw up if the way that you're praising me is by telling everyone, telling the world how you disrespected me and I and I swallowed the L and I stayed. Woo! Woo! I'll say delete the post now. Delete it. Delete it. Delete it now. He says... Um, thank you for allowing me the time and opportunity to evolve, grow and mature into the man I am today. We got plenty more of these to celebrate. So I can end this one here with here's to seizing the memories of today for today is the best it's ever been. And the best is yet to come. I love you with all there is inside me. And Mrs. H happy dime day, baby love. You know what? Everybody's love is for their own to figure out. I'm not here to criticize anybody, but I just really pray for um, women who are in relationships like these and they keep powering through and powering through and powering through because I hope he settles down. I hope all of this is worth it because it just sounds exhausting. It just sounds so exhausting. Oh, I'm tired just reading it. Anyway, that's that for So You Mad. Let's move into Straw of the Week. So here we go. Straw of the Week. I've got a letter to start with, aka Suck Your Mum. First letter says... Hi, Kalechi. First and foremost, I want to tell you how much I love the podcast and deeply appreciate everything you do. I wish for nothing but the absolute best for you and your family. For this week's straw of the week, I'd like to nominate America's pussy in chief, Donald J. Trump. I, I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> I could rant about his inadequacies as a husband, a father, a president, hell, just a human being for weeks on end. But for the sake of brevity, I'll keep it to his most recent wild tweet, which I've attached to this email. I say most recent, but we all know by the time you get to reading this, he's sure to have said something else. The racism, sexism, classism, etc., spews from his mouth like diarrhea, the same way I'm sure it sprayed from his anus the first time he tried those Goya beans he broke impartiality laws to promote from the Oval Office. Oh, I love the spice in this. The tweet in question reads, and I quote, I am happy to inform all of the people living in their suburban lifestyle dream that you will no longer be bothered or financially hurt by having low income housing built in your neighborhood. Does the brain dead man child not realize he's president to poor people as well? He's gotten away with so much fuckery. This isn't even a racist dog whistle anymore. It's a whole damn foghorn. And it really grinds my gears. It, um, what really grinds my gears is it will only increase, increase his popularity within his racist voting base. When you look at the income demographics in the States, you can see clearly he's basically just said, don't worry, white middle class and upper class Americans. I'll make sure you never have to live anywhere near those damn coloreds. 
I'm not even American and I'm fucking incensed. Sorry for swearing. Oh, don't be sorry. I swear all the time. Um, do the people living there, so-called, um, living their so-called suburban lifestyle dream, not realize this wouldn't even be possible without the services provided by low-income earners? It's modern-day segregation. And if you peep his second tweet in the replies, he mentions how keeping them out will make the crime rate go down. This is the exact backward racist mentality that led to the murder of Ahmad Aubrey. Um, Arbery, rest in power. Two white men saw Arbery jogging through their neighborhood and assumed he must not belong and therefore just had to be committing a crime. So they took it upon themselves to chase him down and shoot him dead like he was a wild animal. Thank you for reading my email. If you've come this far, sorry for ranting. And I hope you and your listeners have a happy Monday and a blessed week. You're not ranting. I always say that I don't like when people call their things rants. Like you're talking to things. You're talking to things. Like only mad people rant. Like you're talking to things that need to be talked and I can't, I don't know what else we can say for that. You said the pussy clot in chief. I love it. I don't know what we can say for Donny boy because Donny boy, your sense has left you. Uh, yeah. I don't know what we can say for him anymore. I'm tired of him and I'm tired of the way that he gets away with so much shit. And, but what gets me is that people are still trying to use logic with this fucking idiot that I, I said the other day, like there's a way that this guy's going to fuck up the elections, whether he's going to ask for it to be postponed or he's just not going to acknowledge the results wherever people are like, he can't do that. He can't do that because it's written in the constitution here and there and da, da, da. And I'm like, how many things, how many laws has this guy broken already? And you think that you can hold him with this one. This is peak white male privilege. He'll do what he wants and you can hold on to all the laws that you like. Were they not written by humans? Please behave yourself, man. Behave yourself. This guy is going to move mad and you just need to mark my words. Like there's more to come from his, he's, he's just wild behavior. You just wait to see. You just wait and see because don't say that Kalechi didn't say. Hmm? Don't say that Kalechi didn't say. So that's that letter. Um... My, um, yeah, my straw of the week, surprise, surprise, goes to the police yet again. I don't know how many more straws I can give to the police, but, you know, we move. So there was a boy in Camden, 12-year-old boy. His name is Kai, um, who was arrested by armed police when they came and raided his home late one night because somebody who was passing by the window, I repeat, somebody was passing by his window in his mum's house, saw him sitting on a sofa, I think, playing with a with a toy gun. And then they decided to call the police and the police, the armed police came to the house, bust down the door and was there. It says here, a mother was petrified for her family's lives when armed police raided her London home late at night to arrest her son, 12, who was seen with a toy gun. Mina Agyepong, uh, 42, was asleep when officers with dogs broke in and aimed weapons at her and her children. Her son, Kai, okay, had roused suspicions of a passerby who said they saw a black male holding a firearm on the sofa. The Met Police confirmed that it was only a toy BB gun that was found in the raid. At about 12 midnight, I um, woke up to a commotion outside, barking dogs and shouting. Um, uh, Kai had opened the door and was being arrested. About 10 armed police officers were aiming their rifles at me and my girls and shouting for us to put our hands up. I saw there were red dots on my daughter's heads and I started to get really scared. 
I honestly believed if the officers got alarmed in any way, they would shoot. We were ordered to get out of the house with our hands up and Kai was taken away. I was petrified for my kids' lives. The gun seen by the passerby through the family's window was later confirmed to be a plastic pellet gun. A male in a property was arrested on suspicion of possession of a firearm and taken into a police van outside the house. Um, a Met Police spokesperson said... A search was conducted and officers found an item which was identified as a toy BB gun and not a firearm. However, an internal review did not identify any misconduct issues, but a mandatory referral to the Independent Office of Police complaints had been made, the force confirmed. However, Ms. Agiepong um, said she complained to the Met about its 0 to 100 response. Kai is a seven-year-old, year seven pupil, and... Um, was eventually de-arrested and allowed back to, into his home, but his mother said the ordeal has left him shaken. He's too afraid to answer the door, she continued, but I'm more concerned of how it will affect him as he gets older. How will he see the police when he's a teenager? If we live in a ch world where children can face being shot by police for having a toy gun, which are not illegal, then something is not right. This is London, not America. Well, babes, I miss Agiapong with all due respect. <laughs> There's no difference, but I get what you're trying to say, but there's no difference. Um, I am disgusted. So first of all, before even giving a straw to the police, I want to give a straw to the motherfucker, the nosy ass fucking racist bitch ass motherfucker that you're looking through somebody else's rascal window, you fucking demonic prick. You're looking through somebody else's window. You see a child on the sofa because it's clearly a child, 12 year old boy on the sofa in his mum's house with a toy gun. How did you even get that close to now be looking up in their window to see this gun? It's none of my business. And it was none of your business also. So you've seen it and then you've decided, boom, to call the police straight away. Was he brandishing the gun in the streets? Was he? He was in his home with this gun apparently or you know he's there with this toy gun but he's in his home but because the reason i say that is because i think about tamir rice who was i think he was in a playground or something and he had his um a, a toy or whatever that they said oh it was a gun or whatever and they shot this baby boy they shot this baby boy down yeah and killed this baby boy so then now and that was another passerby that called and said oh i see a young man um, brandishing a, a weapon or whatever whatever and then boom on site they killed the boy you refer to these um young boys as men and it's because you want this you adultify them so quickly so these things can happen so you i don't have all of the straws in the world but if i had if i ruled the world I would bust your clot. I would fuck you up. You fuck you up, you absolute fucking prick of a human being. You disgusting piece of shit. People might be listening to this and with their white sensibilities go, but what if it was a real gun? What if it was a real gun and they were just doing a... What's your own business? What's your own business? Because I promise you, if that same person had seen a white boy 
in the living room of a house playing with a gun, playing with what appeared to be a gun, right? They would not have called the police. They would not have called the police and you know that yourself. So before you now come to come and start your internal arguments with yourself, thinking that you're arguing with me, if it was a white boy that was holding a gun, they would not have called the police. They would not have. They would have been concerned. They would have been worried and they would have carried on walking. But when it's a black boy in his home, and they would have also assumed that it's probably a toy. But when it's a black boy, the criminalization of black people and of our black bodies, this is what it leads to. This is exactly what it leads to, that you can't even afford him his innocence and and think to yourself, ah, he's playing with um, a toy gun. It must be a real gun. And we see what plays out when they're showing us crime rates and this and that and this and that. But you lot don't want to talk about the white boys' crime rates. You don't want to talk about that. Because you don't see that on the news, you don't want you don't see that enough on the news. The white boys' crime rates, you don't link those two things. But when it's black boys, you link that straight away. And then you went and then called the police, and obviously the police are gonna send out armed police. And and this is what gets me when people keep going, but the police in England don't carry guns. Shut the fuck up. There's an entire there's an entire sector of the police that do carry guns. What are you talking about? And they lick people down all the time. And there you go. Now an entire family is traumatized because you wanted to do Mr. or Mrs. Two No when you're looking through other people's windows. Now an entire family is traumatized. The two daughters, the son. And then you lot want to have endless fucking workshops and endless fucking meetings about, oh, how do the commu- how do the police build a better relationship with the community when you're here traumatizing black people every single day? What kind of relationship are you looking to build? What? I'm just, it's sad. But Helen Ball and Cressida Dick that love to talk about, oh, well, yes, we don't believe that there's any racism and the heart, 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 heart. Explain this then. You can't explain this one away. Trying to do serious looks while you're on these debate shows when you know you don't give a shit. You don't care. Nothing's going to change. Nothing. So I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. I hated seeing that. I just think it's it's disgusting so the person who did go and be the sickening weirdo to be looking through other people's windows you could suck your mother for eternity and the police here's another straw for another day ending with why to suck your mothers suck your mothers because what happened there was absolutely absolutely vile and i hope that that does not mean that this boy now has some kind of weird record where you had him on suspicion of a firearm and you've put his details in the system and he's gonna and that's what comes up every time he's out here living his life because of a mistake that you made based off the misinformation from a stupid motherfucker that shouldn't have been looking through people's windows in the first place i hate it And then my next straw of the week just goes to the motherfucking stupid MP that decided that he was just going to talk out of his asshole saying that the reason that, because I don't know if some of you know, but there's, there's um, lockdown measures have been re-implemented up North. And it's funny that it's just so funny. It's just so convenient how those lockdown measures were introduced the night before Eid. So this is where I know that we're going to with these lockdown measures now that they can be used arbitrarily um, for obviously racist reasons. We've seen how disproportionately black people were fined um, higher fines and find more than white people during lockdown. We've seen how that played out in the UK. There are stats for that. Um, But this, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Craig Whitaker. 
some useless MP, conservative MP, obviously, uh, said that um, it is the BAME communities that are not taking the lockdown seriously enough. And that's why there are now stricter lockdown measures being implemented in parts of Northern England. And I just wonder, was it, is, is Domin- Dominic Cummings, is he of the BAME uh, community? Is he? When he was driving up and down to Durham, was that, was he part of that? Probably not wearing a mask. Was he part of that? Because he wanted to go and celebrate his um, wife's birthday and all whatever the fuck and go for walks and do whatever the fuck he liked. Was that? Is he part of the BAME community doing what he likes there? Your own government ministers aren't following your stupid pussy clock lockdown rules, but it's everybody else that you've got energy for. You've said that... Um, uh, Muslims should just refrain you know that it's so hard for them during Eid Matt Hancock tried to say some kind of um, salutation to Muslims and he fucked it up at Eid Alababa or whatever he said it was just a mess Um, it's actually hilarious how useless and incompetent this government is and sad at the same time extremely tragic oh we know you want to celebrate Eid with your family but we and let us make this clear they love saying now let me make this clear now let us make this absolutely clear and they go on to make no sense of um, whatsoever like nothing is made clear whatsoever it must be a tactic that they learn to say let me make this clear and then they make nothing clear so it looks to you like you're the idiot that didn't understand what they just made clear when actually they've made fuck all clear because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about and when they want to pass blame it's like oh well we were being led by the science we were we were being led by the science i hope the science leads you to your mum's fucking vagina and you suck her dry and you both die pricks pricks absolute pricks they've disrespected us as an as as citizens of this country as humans they've absolutely buoyed us like they've taken us for absolute pricks and everyone's acting like this shit is fucking normal yeah you're out there imploring the muslim community stay at home don't go to your families to go and celebrate eid because we've seen that the virus has actually spread because of family and friends going to each other's homes how can you prove that how can you prove that you handmaiden of satan how can you prove that you absolute prick you testicle tickler of beelzebub how can you fucking prove that it was because people were going to each other's houses that the virus spread how can you prove that when you're the ones that eased the lockdown measures and said that people can go to the pub and they don't have to wear a mask when they go into the pub don't have to wear a mask when they go into the restaurants but and they don't have to wear a mask when they go into the gym but oh they have to wear a mask when they go into the supermarket um what i don't i don't get the logic none of it makes sense like literally all the places that you're being asked to wear masks except for public transport and um the supermarket that and you're told not to wear masks it doesn't make any sense why why is it okay for me to not wear a mask at the pub but i have to wear a mask at the supermarket you that means that you know that you shouldn't be doing this um easing of lockdown you know that to be the case and now you're gonna scapegoat people and blame them for what's happening were we the ones that told all of you man to flock with your unwashed legs to the beaches even during lockdown you were flocking to beaches, but it's the BAME community that wasn't taking this seriously enough. Dominic Cummings was driving up and down, up and down like a dickhead, but it's us, the BAME community, that's not taking this seriously enough. It's black and minority ethnics that are dying disproportionately from COVID-19, but it's us that's not taking this seriously enough. What you should be taking seriously is your mother's pussy, you fucking prick. That's what you should be taking seriously, you absolute demon. That is what you should be taking seriously the madness of it were we the ones that were doing conga lines for the ve day celebrations was that us or was that you man okay 
But it's the way that people try to shift narratives to, to what suits them best. Was it us that decided to have raves in Manchester or wherever the fuck they, they had the raves and, oh, they came to clean back, clean up the next day. They're so wonderful. You were having secret raves, COVID or Corona raves. You were doing all of that. But it's us that wasn't taking this seriously. If you don't get the fuck into your mum's asshole, you pricks. If you don't go and find a tunnel to just go and sleep inside, like for dig a tunnel and cover yourself in dirt and stay there. I'm disgusted because again, it's the lies. It's the lies. It's the same thing that was done with the Grenfell victims. Oh, Jacob Rees-Mogg and his fucking idiotic, demonic self talking about, oh, well, they should have used common sense, even though the um, fire, uh, the firemen told them to stay in the business, um, building, they should have used common sense and gone out. So you're telling them to, to dismiss what they've been told by authority figures, that they should, they should ignore the advice that they've been given because you'd hope that it's the right advice. And you're basically saying that it's their fault that they burnt to death. The apathy that this country has for its own citizens is wild to me, especially for the working class citizens. Absolute mad thing. But you don't want to see it. Some of you like to be in this spiritual bondage with this fucking government. You don't want to see them for who they are. And year after year, you'll watch them be voted back in. Year after year, you'll be happy with that. You don't want to call out your family members that are moving mad by voting for them in the first place. You're happy to play along. You like to be the enemy of your own progress, but I will not be joining you and I will not be buying into the fucking narrative. That's a lie. It's an absolute lie. It wasn't us that wasn't taking this shit seriously it's the rest of you man it's the government officials that weren't taking this seriously and they know they have they have no business doing what they're doing right now but they're gonna do it anyway because they don't give a shit but if you think that you're gonna come and blame black people you're gonna come and blame east asians south asians for all of this fuckery you've got another thing coming but especially you're gonna come and try and blame the muslim community because we smell the islamophobia we see where you're going with that we see it clearly it's their eid celebrations that don't need to go ahead but oh you can, everyone can still go to the pub. So you're saying, oh, don't go and visit friends and families in their home, but you can still go to the pub. Can you not see how the messaging that this government is putting out is just, it makes no sense whatsoever. And all of it's been done so they can turn around at the end of the day and be like, well, you you did it. You we I mean, we eased it, but you oozed it. I don't know what sense that makes. But that's what I want to say. So basically the government can go suck their mother. Craig Whittaker, you're a Craig piss taker. You can suck your mother, you lying prick. Jacob Rees-Mogg, you're a prick too. You can suck your mother. All of the government officials that had a hand in this, you can all go suck your mothers. I didn't even get to talk about the fucking idiot um, MP that was sending um, messages to an intern talking about, oh, please, please, let's go out or let me fuck you or whatever the fuck he was doing. It's absolute madness out here. Absolute madness. Everyone's moving mad, left, right, centre. No, even the BBC news report that they decided to just say the word nigger, you know, just say it because why not? I just say it. Why not? It's fine. You know, everywhere's mad. Everywhere's mad. And this is what I'm saying. Everybody is mad. Everybody is mad. And, And I just want no parts in all of that fuckery. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode of SYM. Big up ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. Big up all of you, man. Big up all of my patrons for showing me so much love. Like I said, remember to send me your questions for this month. Send me your one question for this month and I'll do your reading and I'll send it to you via MP3 for those who are on the Supreme tier. And um, just, just big up all of my patrons, full stop. And big up all of you, man. Man, in this case, is gender neutral. Big up all of you lot for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you and I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace.
It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sipping here Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind